In the name of the one, holy, glorious, and blessed Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. From the letter to the Romans. Hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. A slightly cynical friend of mine said that from observing me, he knows there is one time when I pray with greater intensity than perhaps all the rest of the year. And I'm afraid uh, in his cynical comment, he was referring to my prayer when I am on a plane about to take off. I grip the edge of the seat with my hands till my knuckles go white and I pray with astonishing intensity because I know that the only thing keeping the plane in the air is probably my prayer. Um, All the angels, all the saints, the Blessed Trinity, everyone is invoked. I'm not sure who the patron saint of air travel is, but um, I go through quite a number of saints to be sure I've got him in there somewhere. And if you suffer from slight anxiety when you're traveling by plane, as I do, just, just let's hold that for a moment, that fear that at any moment the plane could fall out of the sky like a stone. Fear constricts our vision. I wasn't worried about would the window cleaner come or did I leave money out for the window cleaner or had I turned the gas off and off um, when I was on the plane. It, my world constricts to that one question, are we going to get to our destination or not? The only consolation I have that I'm sure it'd be a lovely funeral here in Sheffield, but um, <laughs> also, also in that fear, there's a sense of being out of control that's perhaps pick particularly difficult for many of us, perhaps especially for men, to know that um, It's the pilots at the front of the plane that are taking all the decisions. I basically can do nothing except pray, valuable though that is. And indeed, my prayers have been answered, and I've never travelled on a plane that's plummeted to earth, thank God. Um, But I just want you to stay with that constriction. Fear takes away the future, so we just look at one thing. It gives us a sense of being out of control. And often, actually, it's focused entirely on us. I mean, I'm ashamed to say that if the people in business class survived, I really don't care. It was about me, a certain selfishness. Now, one of the profound difficulties of our society is the way that politicians, people commenting in the media, 
and even, alas, clergy stoke fear in our community. They stoke up our sense of fear because they believe that that gives them the control that we no longer have. It narrows down our discourse to one or two issues. It's striking, too, that such fear always focuses relentlessly on what our politicians or our media wish us to discuss. And it's often used at the expense of some of the weaker or poorer or minority groups in our society. Fear is always about them out there, whoever they might be, that we want to push away from us. So what are we, as Christians, called to do in this world where fear is being stoked? I believe that we're called to embrace a holy resistance to fear. Holy in the sense of sacred. A holy resistance to fear. This means rejecting the discourse of fear in the media, used by some of our politicians and heard, alas, even in some churches. We need to resist the call to vilify other groups and to scapegoat them for our problems. We need to resist the decision the call for easy answers, simplistic ways of resolving our many problems. Holy resistance means taking our focus, our narrow focus, away from fear and instead open up our minds and hearts to the beauty and glory of God, the Blessed Trinity. Opening up our hearts to God expands our minds and our vision. Because God is so great, we can no longer remain focused on the narrow, the bitter, the unfaith of fear. Note that hope connects us to other people and is always therefore vulnerable. The more we hope, the more perhaps we open ourselves to being hurt. That's unavoidable if we're people of hope. Fear constricts our world and turns us away from other people. Hope enlarges our heart and our feeling so that we can be united with our brothers and sisters. This isn't some sort of Pollyanna-ish 
sort of, it's all going to be fine and just don't worry about it. That's not what I'm calling for. I'm calling for a deep listening to the story of God in the Holy Scriptures. We are promised again and again in the Old Testament. God does and will always hear the cry of the poor. God is to be trusted. God in Jesus Christ feels our fear with us and ensures we are never alone. God's love and mercy are inexhaustible. To live a life of hope is to believe in God's merciful love for every man, woman, young person and child, whatever their situation in life. It's important to understand when so many of us are anxious about the future, about changes that we can't understand or see the end of, God is not afraid of what is new. God, in the words of St. Augustine, is ancient and new. God loves what is new, just as God loves us. This sort of holy resistance that opens up our heart, connects us to others, and turns away from the constriction of fear is deeply rooted in the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, the doctrine of the height and depth and breadth of God's being and God's love that we celebrate today. When the reformer Martin Luther felt afraid and overwhelmed by his troubles, and many there were, they were, he used to take a piece of chalk and write on the wall, I have been baptized, therefore I need fear nothing. That's very good theology. It might be rather bad decorative recommendation, but it's a very good theology. Because through baptism we are rooted in the Blessed Trinity, in name of whom we were baptized, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because we are truly rooted in God's being, fear will not have the final word. Our Savior says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So what, what might we do um, when, like me on the plane, we are afraid? Or when we hear others using fear to scapegoat, vilify, or for their own political ends, what might we do? I suggest we practice this holy resistance by saying no. Fear will not and does not have the final word for anyone rooted in Jesus Christ. 
we would do well to meditate on these words of St. Paul. Hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. I suggest one more prayer when we are frightened. And that is one of the prayers of Jesus on the cross when he too was afraid but chose hope. Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. This is the prayer, the deepest prayer, that heals our fear and roots us in God. So let us pray, each of us and for our whole society. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend our spirit.